happy day. It is time for Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And we're here today to talk about Escape Brewery. Do you have their address Escape. handy? I do. <laughs> I do. They actually have two locations. Uh-huh. The first one we went to is their new one at 440 Oriental Avenue in Redlands. Yeah, and the schmancy we, one. Fancy schmancy. And then we jump back to their original location at 721 mm-hmm. Nevada in Redlands. And so it's funny, too. They have very both. different feel, don't they? They do. They yeah. do. Uh, it, yeah. I, I thought we had a really interesting evening. Um, I think that they have a lot of, of interesting stuff to offer for people that are beer enthusiasts. Yeah. Um, and depending on your, your taste and style, I think either one of those locations could be a good fit for you. Yeah. No, I agree. I think uh, stylistically they're different. And the newer place serves food. The older place does not, although they did have a uh, a sushi and seafood truck parked outside so you could get food. Um, and it's it's more traditional, like, warehouse area set up like a lot of yep. brewers are when they start up. The um, the uh, the newer place is more like a tap house. They not only sell their own beers, they sell some other beers that they that they've um, highlighted. They're identified clearly on the on the tap list. So, you know, whether it's a, uh, theirs or whether it's somebody else's. Um, yeah. uh, but it's it's more definitely more upscale type of, of finishings. And it's not like it's. It's, um, you know, I mean, it's it's cement floors, but there's a variety of, of tables and chairs. You know, there's high chairs, there's low chairs, there's benches, there's uh, chairs with backs, chairs without backs. Um, you know me, I'm, I'm a, like, let's find chairs with backs. I want a chair. Right. <laughs> and we ended up sitting in drinking, something that sort of to, had a back at. <laughs> yeah, when you're drinking, you want to want to lean back and relax. Yeah, you don't have to like yeah. sit up straight, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, those high bar stool type chairs it can be dangerous when you lean back too. Um, right. But uh, so you know, we, I mean, we started at the we started at the new location and ended up at the old location. Right. But uh, for me, in my life experience, I'd actually gone to the old location a couple of times before mm-hmm. they built the new location, and so you know, it, for me that. It, it's an interesting experience because I knew what the the old original one was like, and then to see the new one, and they're they're so different, and and they but they made some really cool choices. I thought uh-huh. I, I liked, I liked what they did. I think that yeah. the new place is, is a a fun, interesting, different kind of. It is. It's place. you know. I mean, they've got they've got pinballs in the back. They've got cornhole. You know, they've got music playing in the place. They've got some TV screens. They got a little bit of everything in there. Um, it's yeah. more like a slightly upscale watering hole. It was clearly designed yep. to look like an old warehouse or an old train station, but if you looked at they it, have a tin it was, roof. Yeah, with a tin roof, it was clearly a new building designed to look rustic. Yeah, you know, and so it wasn't an old building that had been restored. It was a new building that had been built uh, from the outside, and they're finishing inside to give it sort of a rusticy look. Um, you know, but uh, but it was nice. You know, it was a nice finish. You know, it's funny too. One of the things that I noticed is they did something that I have said I think we're, we're going towards more and more places, and that is they don't have a men's room and a women's room. They have mixed-gender yeah. bathrooms, and basically what it is is you step sort of behind a wall, and there's a line of sinks, and facing the line of sinks is just a whole bunch of doors that looks like they could be opening closets, but each one of those is its own little water closet. You know, yeah. And they've got one big one for, for handicapped access, and then the rest of them are normal size. But they're all just regular doors. They have uh, you know floor-to-ceiling walls instead of stalls, and that way anybody can use any one of them. Um, and it makes sense, which it's a weird thing to talk about, but it's, you know, it actually surprised me a little bit because I said that I, I, you know, it seems to me that makes sense. 
you know, everybody has to go at some point. Why does it matter which gender you are? Just give me a door and a space where I can have some time to myself. And well, and, and, uh, and they did an that actual door and wall that's that's sealed in versus our traditional bathrooms. We have all yeah. these big gaps where you feel like yeah. someone's staring at you through the cracks. Yeah, yeah. The stalls don't are, are don't work. That's the, that's not appropriate. You know, yeah. especially if there's any kids around. And of course, this is a a uh, you know a, a brew pub, so it's not like there's a, a mass of children. But they were kid friendly. There were some families yeah, who had kids there, I, and definitely dog friendly. Say- yeah, I would say on the plus side for the new location is really, I think, designed for families because mm-hmm. it's the beer, but it's also definitely a restaurant. You know, yes. people brought their kids. They were there with families. Yeah. Now, speaking of the restaurant side, um, yes. we had the Yo Adrian New York style pizza. They offer all of their mm-hmm. pizzas in Detroit style, square in a pan or New York style, round hand tossed. I would not call that New York style, by the way. I would call that... Okay a hand-tossed pizza, but the New York style that I've had from places that purport to be truly New York style pizza, and I've been to New York and had a pizza there, and that, at least the place I went, was more like what the New York style pizza places sell, and that's a thinner crust, um, thinner toppings, a you fold it in half to eat type of pizza. Um, This was like a traditional hand-tossed pizza that you could get at lots of different places, you know, for uh, a, you know, fired pizza it, it's it was definitely a an upscale type of pizza but i didn't think it was new york style per se um, no, and i had I problems with one of our toppings but that's you know that's the yeah. pizza we chose the yo adrian I that pizza i love I the flavor of pizza. it yeah yeah um and i thought the size of it was good too i mean we shared it between the two of us right and it was know, plenty I, I felt like i got enough Right. You know? it, it was um, it was plenty to eat i didn't feel like we had any you know we had none left over i didn't feel like i was you know, boy, I wish I had another piece of pizza. You know, it was, it was just about right. It was a 14-inch yep. pizza, um, and it has, uh, you know, uh, tomato sauce and cheese and sausage and pickled onions, which was interesting because they were uh, a, a pickled onion, which has, you know, a different flavor than a raw onion on there. I like, the, I like that pickled onion. And that, that was a showstopper for me. I, I really like that as well. It also had uh, endive on it, chopped up endive, which all in all I generally like, but... Uh, an endive is, you know, a layered thing, sort of like a um, an onion, and the core needs to be taken out. And I got a couple chunks of the core that were yeah. and, and very crunchy, like they weren't cooked well enough. Yeah. Like I felt like I was eating a piece of carrot or something. And uh, and either they need to pre-cook the endive better before they put it on the pizza, or or cut it up smaller and cut out the the core um, better because I was not pleased with that. And quite honestly. The pizza overall was pretty good, but yeah. I felt like the service on the food side was a little weird. So so their model, you know, they don't really have like waiters and waitresses bringing stuff to your table. So they give you like a little buzzer thing. Right. And when it goes off, you have to go and pick it up. And the person mm-hmm. that's at the little distri- distribution site right. wasn't particularly helpful for you. They didn't tell no. you what, you know. The, oh, Not at all. And you had shared that you had played. a similar experience once before. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah. I think I think that model is, you know, it maybe saves them some money and cuts down on labor costs. Right. But I think for a, from a service perspective, yeah, it kind of it kind of lacks a little bit. Yeah, I walked it's, over it's and there's a pizza there. sitting there. I think it was our pizza. She didn't acknowledge my existence at all, and so I just started to pick up the pizza because. But you know, I mean, usually I would expect somebody to go, 
you know, are, are you know, you Todd or, or, you know, do you have the box number 14 or whatever to verify I'm yeah. the right person? She just didn't even make eye contact with me. So then I picked it up and said, are there plates or napkins or something? And she points to a bunch of little tin pans and says, those are the plates are right there. And napkins yep. were on the other side in a dispenser, which were obviously napkins. But, you know, they didn't look like plates. And, in fact, they're the actual pans that they cook the Detroit-style pizza in. They're using those as plates. And exactly. all of them had just come out from being washed and were wet. So I didn't want to put my pizza on those. So when I got back to the table, I used napkins to dry them out so that we could then put our food in them. And then the very first piece of pizza that I took out, the topping slid off the pizza halfway between the pizza and my pan. So now it's all over the table. So then I went back and said, and it's hot cheese. You know, is there any silverware? And again, no eye contact. She's leaning over and she goes, how many do you want? And I went, what? How many do you want? Two. She hands me two forks. And that was that was the the interaction that I had. And like, you know, all I was asking was when I walk over, make eye contact, go hi, plates and napkins are here. Do you need any silverware? That's all she had to do. And I would have had a completely positive experience and not had anything to say about my getting my food experience. Instead, I made two trips over there, felt like I was ignored both times, like I was putting her out to ask for something. And and I was supposed to it was supposed to be obvious that I'm supposed to pick up this these this stack of tin pans and use one of those as a plate. Um, yeah, you know, I I just I yeah, that put me off a little bit, but uh, but the pizza was yeah, good. It, it was a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy to get you uh, uh, get you, Todd. They were yeah. They were clearly well, you know, wins. get me in a bad mood so that I'll like <laughs> mark down all their beers. Um, oh, I, so speaking of beers, now we both yes. had a flight of six, and we had two yes. in common. Right. Yeah. So four four unique beers for me, four unique beers for you, mm-hmm. and then the two beers that we both had in our flights that we both shared. Yeah. Right. Um, now, no and, surprise to anybody who's listened to us. Our favorite beers tend to be uh, Irish beers, Irish reds, and some browns, maybe. And so yeah. those are, and we we arranged our our drinking per our beer tender's suggestion, sort of lightest to darkest. Right. So those were yes. going to be our last two, and those are the two that we overlapped on. Where the where the last the, the, the Irish um, CrossFit, which is an Irish red ale, and the Red Road Rage, which is an Imperial Red, those are the two we we crossed over on. So we'll get to those eventually. Now, the the beer tender uh, explained to us that their their uh, menu board for their beers was arranged in a, in a very specific mm-hmm. order. That starting on the left side at the top was sort of the lightest beers uh, mm-hmm. in terms of flavor, and and that as you go down, the flavors get more more stronger and right. as you go from left to right they get to be darker and stronger and so right that and i actually kind of like a, that i like that there's a plan think, yeah. to just you know they're not just uh put up their sort of haberdashery style ironically when yeah. we went to this to their other location the exact opposite everything was up there haberdashery they had everything they had the same drinks in fact they had a few that they didn't have over at the first place but yes. they were all over the place not arranged in any specific order <laughs> no, and, and, which is kind of funny, right? Like yeah. you know, places owned by the same people, but such a right. different feel and experience. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, there you so walk my, in my first. Oh, okay, go ahead. Let's talk about the beer. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, my first beer was called Odele, uh, four point five uh, alcohol by volume. Uh, Odele. And now there was two Odeles. Yes, it was a Mexican lager, uh-huh. and um, you know it was a it was a nice light beer. Very oh, I'm sorry, drinkable. Um, I said two Odelays. There was one Odelay. There's two carry-ons. We haven't gotten there yet. Yes. So Odelay, yeah, the Mexican lager. Mexican lager. I mean, you know, it was a nice beer. It had a a really Mm -hmm. sort of light kind of citrusy um, note to it. 
Um, there was um, a kind of a tart finish, though. Yeah, you I know, said there's like a bitter undertone, but with a with a spicy aftertaste. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite I couldn't quite place it. Um, yeah. you know, it was it was an okay beer, but of yeah. the beers we had, it was definitely sort of the mm-hmm. the most mellow. You know, yeah. like it was a really just sort of mellow beer. You know, yeah, I, I'm not sure I would it, say it was the most mellow in my mind, but it was it was the um, it, it was a very inoffensive beer and it had a little bit of character other than like we've had a Mexican beer other places that I, I felt like had no character whatsoever. This had character. It was just it was just a mild character. Um, yeah. You know, that said, I ended up uh, scoring that one two and a half stars, you know, right dead smack Same. in the middle, you know, yeah, of two, five. two and a half for me. Two and if a half. someone offered me that beer, I, I would drink that beer. It's yeah. a, you know, it's it's a very solid sort of drinkable beer. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's not the beer that that I when I want to try something new and different. Right. Or it's 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 kind of in a, a range yeah. of beers that I think most you know, of us on a hot day have. on a you know a, a nice summer beer to cool off. It's not bad. Yep. You know that said, you know what you pay for a a uh, you know a handcrafted beer versus you know uh, a Miller Lite. I don't know that it was that much better that I would say, yeah, I'll just go buy the Miller Lite because it's a lot cheaper. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like "Eh, all else being equal. eh." So um, my first beer, and and realize we both tasted each other's beers, so we all tasted all of it. Um, So the next one up is the Boardwalk Surfer, and that's a vanilla cream ale, 4.8 ABV. And, um, you know, of all the beers that they poured us, and I got to say this. When we got our our little flights, and they were on a little round pan arranged in a circle, as we walked back over the table, uh, these beers as a whole had more of a head on them than just about any of the craft beers that we have talked about thus far from any of the breweries. And this one in particular, the Boardwalk Surfer, had a, a foamy head on it for quite a while. And even left, um, you know, when you were done drinking the glass, the glass was coated in in a in a film of of white foam, and you know it's a it's a vanilla cream ale, and and creamy is exactly what came across in that. Uh, it was probably like I said the, the 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 most creamy head. Ten minutes later, I still had um, you know there was still some foam there, uh, and uh, boy, when you smelled it, it had an incredible vanilla nose. Um, and, yeah. and then, um, uh, you know, uh, with, a, again, just a little bit of a tartness underneath. Um, and then once you were done swallowing, it was gone. There wasn't really a finish to me, you know, I like this beer, Todd. Yeah. And in fact, later when we went to the second location, this is the one that I had the full pint of, uh, right. I really like this beer. I thought it was uh, unique. Um, in in the way that they mix that vanilla in, they seem to hit for mm-hmm. me just that right that sweet spot. And right. there's something about that mouthfeel with that foamy head. It mm-hmm. just gave it, like you said, that creaminess. That right. It was a really nice. Beer well, that's why when you said Odelay, you thought it was a very uh, you, you used the term creamy, and I, I was going to disagree because I felt this was the creamy beer of the two. Yeah. It was you know, but but they weren't like you, you could tell they were in the same family. You know, in terms of like yeah. the the brewers wheelhouse type you know but uh but yeah this that was an excellent beer and it was one of my top two of the day as well um i ended up giving that one three and a half stars overall yeah i gave that one a four Uh uh-huh i gave that one my initial response was a three and a half but as i sat with it and then later when Mm -hmm. i had the full pint i'm like no i gotta gotta yeah bump that up well and in fact on my taster on my pour i tasted it and drank about half of it then gave you to you to taste 
And then you actually, you took a sip and liked it, made your comments, made some notes, and then looked at me and said, can I finish that one? <laughs> and so you did. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and yeah. So that one clearly was, you know, yeah. When we're doing tasters, we don't always finish them, right? I mean, this oh, is yeah. kind of a thing for us. You know, if, if we really like it, we finish it. But because we know yeah. we're going to be drinking a, a bit that evening, you right. know, we're not necessarily, we, we want to keep our heads about us. We're not going to drink everything at the bottom. Right. That one was so good to me. I, I had to finish it. I'm yeah. Like, yep. Give me that. No, one. and in fact, it's interesting. Um, you know, we'll include in the photos with the podcast. Um, you know, the pictures of our flights when we first get them. But I'm going to share a, a, a picture of the flights when we were done, and and yeah. people will see. You know, some things we we finished. Some things we had a little bit left. Some things there was a, quite a bit left because we just didn't care for it. You know, yes. and um, I will say, you know, to start, you know, we're two beers into this. Um, but even four beers in, I was thinking, wow, these guys have taken types of beers that I'm not usually particularly fond of and made yes. them very, very appealing. You know, that Boardwalk Surfer uh, vanilla cream ale was excellent. And, um, you know, you ended up getting a full pint of it later. I very well could have, but mostly just because you got that one, I picked a different one, which we'll talk about in a yeah. little bit. So your second so, so beer up. My second beer was called Water Malone. And it was a watermelon beer. And I have to tell you, I, I was so surprised by this beer. They they did something that I've not had before. Uh, uh, this, first off, had a really nice watermelon scent. Oh, I mean, stunning. Just, yeah. Just beautiful. Um, it was a slightly oranger color than the other beers. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, uh, you know, an interesting flavor. The, the initial taste as it first hit my tongue tasted almost like a, a fruit juice right but then as it finished as it finished it was clearly a beer right and, and uh, yeah and some of those fruit beers we've had we felt like it was just juice yes yeah i, I was amazed at how they they mm -hmm. melded these sort of two things this watermelon fruit mm -hmm. with this beer in in such a nice cohesive way yeah. i really enjoyed this beer i even made a little heart symbol for myself for this one yeah. Um, because it was so unexpected, and it was a 5.2 yeah. ABV, right. so a little more alcohol than the one we'd had before it, but um, still didn't have a super you know strong alcohol kick. Uh -huh. Very very drinkable. I agree. Um, I I could see myself having this one in the summertime. It's yeah. like a unique. Yeah, unique I, I could see having a glass in the summertime. It's not one that I would probably have multiple glasses of over the course of an yeah. afternoon in my, you know, my taste, but the watermelon blonde is, is quite a good drink. Um, yeah, I, I gave that one a uh, three and a half as well. And, uh, and I enjoyed that. It was a surprise yeah. to me, not expected at all. Yeah. I, I was, uh, yeah, I was laughing. And then you, you had a, a fruit one for your second one as well. And so no, I didn't. Kind of oh, yeah, I guess I did. I take that back. You're right. That is. Uh, we, we both had this opportunity to kind of compare, right? You know, that that genre of beers with yeah. two different fruits. Yeah, the, I had uh, 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 two fruit ones in a row. That's why I, I forgot yes. that that one was actually. But the Redlands Nights is a uh, 5.2 ABV. It's an orange blossom blonde, and uh, similarly had a uh, a very mellow orange uh, nose and finish to it uh, or taste to it. There was no bitter. Uh, piece in the middle at all just a very nice drinkable beer with a mild finish um and this is the one that i actually ended up getting the pint of later in the day um at the other location it uh it, you know it's it for me was just 
um, you know, it, it had a kind of an orange color, but it was didn't look like orange juice or, or you know, orange food coloring or anything. Yeah. It just had an orangeness to it. Um, you know, had a nice solid, I mean, you know, I gave it three for color, three for the head, three for the smell, three and a half for taste and a two and a half for finish. Uh, meaning it wasn't, there wasn't an overwhelming finish to it. I just thought it was a, a well-balanced beer. And at this point I was thinking these guys are knocking this out of the park. Right. You know, I was so, really, really I'm, impressed. You know, I think for me, the first sort of fruit infused beer I had was an orange beer. And the one that always mm-hmm. pops in my mind is uh, Hangar 24's Orange Wheat, which I think was mm-hmm. sort of their signature beer when they first came out. And, right. you know, and so a lot of people have done orange beers since then. Mm-hmm. I would put this one right in the, right in the in the in the running in that sort of pack of beers. I thought they did a mm-hmm. really excellent job with it. Um, I thought it was interesting. I didn't get a lot of sweetness from their orange. Um, no. Uh, but I also felt like they they got the balance right. That, right. That you know one some people when they do fruit beers it, the the fruit overpowers the beer, and it's really hard to get that that mixture just right. And I thought they did. It was I a did really too. Nice compliment. Well, and um, especially when you do beer. with. With citrus flavors, I feel like too often the citrus comes off as tasting like it's the the rind of the of the plant, and not the yep. the the juice of the plant, you know. And so this tasted like orange. It did not taste like orange peel or orange seeds. There wasn't that bitterness that you get from the peel and the rind. And I think part of it is yeah. because they're trying to put that orange too often into something that is kind of hoppy that comes off as kind of bitter to begin with. And so it, you know, it just, I, I really like the way they did that. Again, just like you said, the balance is the key thing there. For me, it was a four-star beer, and it's the one that I chose to have, you know, a full pint of later. So I, I had that one as a three-and-a-half-star beer, but it's still very solid. I would go mm-hmm. back for that one. I, you know, like I said, it was a really good start to our evening. I think we both had two good beers to, to get us going. Yeah. And then our next beer was interesting. <laughs> then we were going to carry on, but we was, did it two different ways. Yes. <laughs> yes, they have a beer called Carry On, and they but they have it with two different sort of fruit profiles. Yeah. And so I I had the one with watermelon. Mine was watermelon lime, and right. I thought it was interesting because I had just had a watermelon beer, and so I thought to have this one after was kind of an interesting you know kind of comparison mm-hmm. between them. And this one actually kind of came across with a, a stronger hint of the lime than it did with the watermelon, particularly yeah. on the, the the nose when I first you know sniffed it you know just just to see what it was right. what i was getting into um it's actually considered a sour beer um and it it's a very drinkable sour um sometimes yeah. with a sour you get that kind of pucker you know mm-hmm. after well it is a sour and i felt yeah but this one i i felt like there was a, the the line was just enough that you got a little push from it but not something mm-hmm. that you're going to be like yeah i don't want that you know um yeah. i thought it was a really fun drink um, I actually gave it a, a four. It was my high, one of my highest ones for the uh-huh. Um But it's not something I think I would drink like a big pint of. I think it's, it's yeah. one of those ones where you really that that size that we had, you know, the taster size was really right, right for this one because it's a uh-huh. it's a little more. Yeah, and I, I gave that one a three and a half, um, and I liked it. I if you had not said the name was watermelon lime, I would have said lime because I didn't get any watermelon in that at all when I was drinking yeah. it. Um, uh, but again, everything you said, I agree with. It was very good, and the carry-on dragon fruit that I had was similar in that it clearly had the same sort of base underneath it. In fact, it almost had kind of a pinkish color to it. Um, you could tell there was some some dragon fruit in there. Um, 
It's, you know, a uh, Berliner, Som- uh, what do they call it? A Berliner, oh, Berliner Sour is the style that they were yes. calling it. And um, what came to mind when I was drinking the dragon fruit version was sweet and sour. In that there was sort of a sweet right. within a, a kind of uh, um, a little bit of a sourish, you know, sour finish. So you had the sweet fruit and then the sour finish. Um, and again, I thought it was a nice drinking beer. I gave this one a three rather than the three and a half that I gave the watermelon lime. Because uh, I didn't think it was as drinkable, um, uh, and um, you know the, the the particular mix of fruits just didn't didn't appeal to me quite as much. But it was not bad. I've got to say though, you know, if the the direction we had was two beers that I wouldn't have thought I would have liked in terms of their styles in general, and liked them a lot. And well, actually, we should say four because I think we both had two, so there were four different yep. ones. And then we went into these carry-ons, which didn't quite do it as much for me. I felt like it had backed off a little bit. Um, I didn't finish my carry-on. Um, you know, yeah. the, the the Boardwalk Surfer and the Redlands Knights, uh, well, you finished the Boardwalk Surfer, but I finished the Redlands Knights, and, and we did finish the Boardwalk Surfer. Um, uh, the carry-on, uh, I tasted both of them, and when I was done, there was probably, you know, two of the five ounces left, right? Yeah. And, so I, um, finished, I finished my carry-on. I did not finish yours. Yours right. was a little bit sweeter, right? And, sweeter on the front end, um, sour on the back end. Yeah, and um, but I liked them both, and I gave both of them fours. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I and I, I think that if you're looking for something unique or different, this is a good beer to go for, right? And uh-huh. I think there are people out there when they go to a craft brewery, they're looking for that unique, different flavor. Right. This was it for me. This was like, hey, these guys found something here. I don't know anybody else is doing this. Right. like this and I thought it was really good for, for that and yeah. I think that if, if you're that person who wants something a little more experimental who wants to sort of push the limits of what, what we mm-hmm. think of as beer like both carry-ons were really good uh, yeah. uh, examples of that yeah well I don't disagree with that I think that the the watermelon that you had had previous and the orange blossom blonde the Redlands Nights that I had were better examples of mixing fruit yeah. in and I rated those higher so, like I said, I gave it a, a, a three for the dragon fruit and a three and a half for the watermelon lime. Um, yeah. And then we moved on. Yes. So, the last three beers that I had for the evening were a little disappointing for me. So, I started really strong. And, and then my next beer, this is my fourth beer on, on my list of beers, is called the Sakura uh, Cherry Blossom White Wheat, uh, 5.5 ABV. Mm-hmm. And um, so it had that that hazy look to it, the you know that golden amber kind of look to it. Uh, yeah. It had a strong, very strong sweet cherry scent, and um, it was almost overpowering. Yeah. And I didn't feel like they got the you know on the other ones they got the fruit right. They got the mixture between the fruit and the beer right. Right. Something was quite was a little off with this. I felt like the flavors were fighting each other. I wasn't. I, I didn't finish it. Um, yeah. I gave this one a 2.5, and yeah. um, I generally like wheat beers. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a thing for me. And so I was really looking forward to finding something in that genre that was different. Right. Um, but it didn't work. I, I just, I was not happy with that beer. Yeah, no. For me, it had a really strange finish, and that ruined everything for me. Like, the, the front end taste was okay, but then very quickly I got to this sort of, like, weird taste that I couldn't quite put my finger on. It didn't taste like cherry blossoms, and it didn't really taste like yeah. fruit or like wheat beer. It, there was something in in the in the mix there that just left with me literally with a bad taste in my mouth. And yeah, I gave it two stars. Um, it was not the beer for me. 
uh, you know, more power to you if you like it, but it was, um, uh, you know, and I, not you personally, but if somebody else likes it more, you know, we both ended yeah. up not yeah. scoring it particularly high. And, and given what we had had earlier on, it was kind of a disappointment, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, um, I went into it with high hopes, you know, so I was mm-hmm. looking at the list. I thought that the three that I was going to finish with were going to be my three favorites because I like wheat beers, I like right. reds. I was excited for those three. The first three, right. I was like, oh, these are the ones I'm really sort of stretching on. These are the ones I don't normally, I wouldn't normally drink. I right. like the first three, yeah, <laughs> so much on the last three, and that's yeah. that's surprised me. Yeah, well, and that's and that's that's uh, the, sort of the tale of our night, right? Was that we really yeah. the things that we didn't think we were going to like turned out to be really good, and the things we expected, we did not have the the taste experience that we expected with them. Uh, yeah. My next one up was called Space Pirate. It was a hazy IPA, and this is one that had to me a uh, you know, in fact, I, I would almost have called it a bitter. It it uh, it had yeah. s- strong lemon seed, lemon rind. Um, uh, taste to me i mean it was just it it was like all the parts of the lemon that you don't like in a drink and i and (laughs) you know and i went you're like really um you know i gave that one a two and a half um in uh and the only reason i gave it that was because as an ipa it didn't have that really overpowering ipa sensibility that i don't like i like ipas that are milder and not so hoppy in your face that you um uh you know have to hold your nose to to drink them and uh, and so this one didn't have that, but but you know that we've called it that skunky smell almost because the hops get that you know that going sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know it was a six point nine ABV, uh, so it had a little bit of a kick to it. This is another one where I drank it down and left a third of the glass. It was just um, yeah. not for me. And so, uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to have to stop telling people that I'm not really an IPA fan. Because I actually liked this one, I think more than you did, right? Um, and and I've I've had this experience now at a couple of places where I, I've had IPAs where I I'm always sort of ordering it, thinking, okay, this is me really sort of trying to be brave and have something I don't really like, right? And but I ended up liking it. Really? I ended up liking this. Yeah, um, I like the, the only part I didn't like is it had that hoppy bitter smell, which I'm not really fond of in the IPAs. Right. But but I actually thought that this was more drinkable. I liked the citru- citrus note. Um, it kind of made me think of um, what's that drink they they make with uh, uh, lemonade and, and iced tea? It's an Arnold Palmer. Right. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I felt like this was the Arnold Palmer of of beer. I thought they got the the mix right. I think these guys generally do a good job of mixing fruit with their beers. Uh-huh. The only miss on that for me of the night was the the, the one with the cherry. I thought this was a pretty decent drink. I gave it a three point five. Yeah. Yeah, see, and I gave it a 2.5. I just, it didn't do it for me. Um, You know, I mean, to each their own. I'm with you. I mean, it's, I'm hesitant to say I don't like IPAs because I've had some IPAs that I liked very much. Um, This just wasn't one of them for me. Um, So uh, the last two beers we had in common. The first was the Irish CrossFit, which is an Irish red ale. Now, this is something you and I generally you know, use as a measuring stick in a lot of places because it's something we both like, we look for. And so we wanted to go see what these guys could do with an Irish red ale. And it was interesting because it was the darkest beer of the day. And we had one that we thought was going to be darker afterwards. Um, It was an Imperial red. When you hear Imperial, you think Imperial stout, right? This was an Imperial red, but it wasn't, and it wasn't, it was a lighter Brown than the Irish red. Um, 
which was you know i mean red dark brown it's it's dark red yeah. brown it's you know it's a fine line there um certainly had red hues to it um but i was a little surprised for me this had a very strong burnt smell burnt taste burnt finish it was like the hops had been roasted from here to next tuesday um and i felt like it was too dark for red and it tasted burnt it's a 5.8 AB, uh, uh, ABV, and I ended up giving it three, um, you know, and probably that's being generous just because I like Irish breads. Um, yeah. But overall, I got to say, I was so incredibly disappointed. I probably left half, left half a glass of that. Yeah, I, you know? I, I did too. I think I left half of mine as well. Um, I thought that this one didn't have much of a smell. I didn't smell the burnt, the burntness that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get that on the back end. I felt like the finish mm-hmm. finished a little burnt, and, and I didn't like the finish as much. But the initial flavor, when it first hit my tongue, I liked. I thought it had kind of a nutty mm-hmm. flavor. And and then as it finished, I'm like, no, that's that's not right. That's not what I'm looking for in a red. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't finish it. I mean, this is yeah. a funny thing, right? Normally, this would be the one that we both would have drank. Exactly. It's kind of the one I'm, go- I'm I'm waiting my way through everything to taste it and score it so that I can get to the one that I like and have a glass of something I want to finish with. And then we get there and it's like, oh, no, this is yeah. not what I want at all. Of us, neither of us, yeah, neither of us wanted to finish that beer. And I think, yeah. you know, after we sat for a bit, we both realized that we hadn't finished either of those two reds that we, we right. had at the end of the night. And well, the the irony that, is that says a lot to us. When we looked at our glasses, you know, as we went through the night, we drank less and less of each drink. It seemed like you know the 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 first yeah. four, the two on each plate, were drained. The second two was a little bit left over, and then the last two quite a bit left over. And in fact, the Road yeah. Rage, which was their Imperial Red with a ten ABV, um, was again. Very strong um, sort of uh, IPA smell, bitter flavor with burnt on top of that. I just, it just was not um, appealing to me. I, I literally think I had a sip of that and left probably four of the five ounces in the glass. I, I just, I didn't want to yeah. drink any more of it. It was not good. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I, I found myself really questioning what, what is this? You know, right. they, they're calling it a red didn't taste like a red to me at all yeah and like you said it tasted more like an ipa it didn't right. look right didn't smell right didn't taste right it just it really didn't work and yeah. i gave it a two and and i yeah. feel like maybe that was being generous because i just yeah again like you said we only each had like a sip or two of them and we just couldn't, couldn't yeah. get my head around it see i gave it a two and a half and i'm thinking Again, that was probably generous too, because again, if you look at if you look at our photos, um, it was clear that that was the one uh, that, that we didn't drink. Those, you know, we 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 drank the yeah. front end. We didn't as we got around to the back end of those beers, the the ones that we normally would like, the darker, heavier, Octobery type of beers, you know, those Oktoberfest style yeah. beers. Um, we left them, <laughs> you know. We but, just, but here's the thing. We, we, between the two of us, had uh, 10 beers at the new location. Uh, right. They had 16 total beers of, of escape beers on their mm-hmm. menu. So there's six beers we didn't try right. on their menu. Yeah. Plus they and had another eight what, or ten, another 10, or, eight yeah. or 10 from other locations. So they've got a really big menu. You're going to find something there that you like. Absolutely. And, uh, this well, was, a, I think, a fun place to go. The food was uh-huh. good. Um, I can I would give them a thumbs up in that regards. I think people can go there and have a great experience. Right. Um, we sat for a bit, and then I suggested to you, 
hey, why don't we swing by the original location? Because I don't think you'd ever been to the original location. I had not. And yeah, I wanted and it's still open, it and, and, and it was on the way home anyway, yeah. right? So, so we went there, right? Right. And uh, it, it's such a different feeling just from the moment you pull up. Because the the new one mm -hmm. is like you said, this big building, you know, nice signage, you know, mm -hmm. patio really that you kind of walk past on your way in, that was yeah. you know partially covered and uh, and you know it was a pleasant day actually in Southern California. So there's people out on the patio and air conditioned. When you walk in, you immediately felt cool. Uh, right. The building itself was, um, the new, and the you new place, the new one, the old place, old yeah. place, you, not so much. <laughs> the old the old place. You know, I had to drive around uh, a little strip mall to get around to the back where the where the place is located. Mm -hmm. yeah, industrial in park. And yeah. Industrial park. And the back side, they have the big roll-up door that's open, so the air's coming in from the outside. And they've got mm -hmm. this giant ceiling fan. Yeah, probably 10-foot across keeping, ceiling fan. <laughs> keeping keep the, the air, air moving, moving, so it's comfortable. Right. It's and comfortable. we sat right underneath the fan, so we were in a good spot. Yeah. So. Um, we went up to the, the bar, and again, the, the uh -huh. beers are not organized nice, nice nicely like they were at the other place from lightest to darkest so yeah. you know it's just kind of a mishmash on the wall yeah. um and we looked for beers that they had at the old location the first location that they didn't have at the new location yeah. we want to see if there was something two. different yeah and we found yeah. two things that they had on tap there that they did not have at the other place and so we tasted them while we were staying there sitting and i didn't write down notes specifically on which ones they were and yeah. what they were um but we, we each had a taster numbers. yeah we had we had a, a taster of each and went Okay, those are good. I'm going to go with what I know I like. And so I went and got yeah. the Redlands Night. You got the Boardwalk Surfer. Yeah. yeah. And then we sat and enjoyed enjoyed the our final beer of the evening. And we had a right. chance to chat with some folks there. There was a couple behind yeah. us that were drinking this uh, purple seltzer. Yeah, it was bright purple. And I just couldn't. You were in the, like a mid-sentence. And I like leaned over because I saw this purple glass. And I went, I kind of like stopped you and said, excuse me, what is that? You know? right. And so they shared with us what it was and said it was pretty good. Uh, I noticed, though, after that, they both switched to beer. <laughs> right. They had purple seltzer to yeah. start, but then they switched to to an actual brewed beer. I didn't ask them which ones the, they the, got there. but The, the, the color of the, the purple seltzer reminded me of something that you would see in, like, a Star Trek episode. It just had that yeah. otherworldly other look to it. It was the Venusian uh, bubble drink. Right. Or something like that. But yeah. uh, we had a fun evening. I, I We um, did. And I and I got to give them credit. You know, you and I both ended up drinking beers that if somebody had said, tonight you're going to have an orange blossom blonde and a vanilla cream ale, and that's going to be your favorite drink of the night. When I walked in, I yeah. would have said, yeah, sure. I know what I'm going to finish with. I always finish with an Irish, you know, red or something along yeah. those lines, something more dark uh, is what I finish with. And... Uh, no, and and kudos to them for making that stuff on the front end of that tasting menu incredibly good and and different than things we've had other places. Um, you know, uh, yeah, they they clearly have that end of their menu handled really well. I felt like their dark end of the menu, not so much, but um, yeah, but you know that's fine. You know that, or, or or maybe that's what you like, you know. But you know what the tastes are. You know, there you go there, right? If I go there again, yeah. I'm probably going to have a, you know a vanilla cream ale or an orange blossom blonde or something along that that you know maybe one of the the carry on sours or something, you know, um, yeah. because I know that I like that. And I can tell you honestly, it's not something I would go and pick out in a lot of places because I've had them there and didn't care for it. So they were able to create something 
in a in a taste profile that's that is outside my wheelhouse that I really enjoyed. I, I will say another thing too is that the original location, um, the one that's uh, on Nevada, mm-hmm. uh, is really seems more like it's a younger person's place. Um, uh, the other place was really designed more for families and maybe older groups, bigger groups yeah. of people. Yeah, you the looked around the room. Is, there were some younger couples and some younger groups, but there was also a lot of people with with uh, some grayer hairs and thicker middles sitting around talking and enjoying each other. Um, it was a little bit... I guess they're trying to appeal to the people who expect a little bit more niceties as opposed to somebody who's willing to go sit on a picnic bench somewhere. Um, yeah. You know? Well, Although I, I say that, they well, didn't have... The, the old place did, wasn't picnic benches. We had real chairs with backs on them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was... It was it was, uh, they didn't try to decorate it up. It was clearly, they used to brew in the back. I don't, they said they don't brew there anymore. They just use it as storage, but you could see the cans and, the and barrels and stuff stored yeah. there. All the so. brewing now is in the new location. Right. I mean, that's, they moved all of that over and, uh, uh, yeah, it was, we had a nice little chat with mm-hmm. one of the employees. The employees work between both spots. So they, they, yeah. they're not just at one. Um, and, and yeah, they're doing, they're doing good stuff. I, I yeah. would, I would give this a good recommendation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and they, it wasn't quite as um, uh, crowded or, well, I take that back. You know what? <laughs> there were people in line behind us, but she did take the time with us and answer our questions and, and, and was very pleasant um, at the, the older location. I'm glad they're keeping that going because the two, you know who, know, who knows how long they will, but they just have a different feel and they're going to attract slightly different crowd. Yeah. The, the older location feels like your little neighborhood bar, little right. neighborhood brewery, and the new one feels more like a chain you know, it's a right like yeah. something you could franchise. Yeah, exactly. And maybe they will. Maybe they yeah. will. maybe that's the maybe that's the model. Maybe yeah. that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. It's like they'll start opening up, use that same decor plan, and and open up other um, tap rooms around around the state and expand outward into their giant corporate. I, I will say that I, I'm really thankful to Todd for making the drive over to the San Bernardino yeah. County. On a three-day weekend, past a shooting sex, sex. Yeah, that was a weird thing, wasn't it? On the way back home after we left, we drove past a, uh, a restaurant that we looked on, tried to find it on the news then, and you found it in the news the next morning. And apparently there had been a shooting there. There was uh, police tape and police cars surrounding the building, and uh, and we're driving by, yeah. going, "Should we be driving this close?" You know, as we drove right. forward, you were in the on the lane away from the building, and so you just stayed behind the other car as they as we drove past, going like, "Well," and as it, it turns it out, I think in, we. And it, it taught in an act of self preservation, lowered his his yeah. way back so that he could be way down, so they couldn't shoot him through the window. Thank right. you, Todd. Yeah, since you were driving, you didn't have the luxury of leaning leaning way back like I did. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, willing to, uh, let you take one for the team, but the, um, yeah, the, uh, you know, it, it's, you just never know. Right. I mean, it's, it's weird, but it turns out that the, the incident had happened probably an hour before and the police were just there, you know, they were cleaning it up and cleaning it up and, and making, stuff, you know, yeah. gathering evidence and any, anything that might've happened, but there had been a, a shooting there apparently. Um, from what I read in the article in the next day in the paper, um, uh, no, people uninvolved no restaurant members or anything were injured so um yeah. it, it appears like that's always good when, when, when apprehended when, the guy it, safely it ended well yeah 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 absolutely so um anyway um so let's think we we've uh we've done escape um do you want to try what i guess we don't know have to announce pre-announce where we're going to go 
uh, at this point. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should go back to San Bernardino again or over that direction. You know, I've been wanting to do three iron. Uh, three iron's my local place. We've done right. we've done a couple of out in the Corona way, uh-huh. and uh, three iron's pretty close to my house, and, and it's in Colton, and uh, it's a smaller uh, brewery. Yeah, uh, but, but some really good guys have put this together, and yeah. I've always have a good time when I go, and so I'd love to give them a little shout out and, and yeah. maybe do three iron. Yeah, and we've had some some good times there, so um, I think that's probably a, a fair shake. So maybe we'll uh, go give them a shot next time around. Um, so anyway, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll come back and listen again next time to see where we have gone on our two for brew escapades. Two for brew. Two for brew. Thanks for joining us. Again, I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And if you like what you hear, then please, please give us a five-star rating. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you. That makes it two for brew. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you. That makes it two for brew.